Jiu-jitsu? Jiu-jitsu is no joke. It takes years to master. Martial arts are a vehicle for developing your human potential. Training in BJJ offers a powerful lens through which to examine some primary human concerns. Truth versus delusion, self-knowledge, ethics, and overcoming fear. There's more, there's more philosophy in our mats than actually uh, uh, philosophy in any Ivy League school. Welcome to Julosophy. Alright everybody, welcome to the first episode of Julosophy. Julosophy. Welcome. <laughs> it's uh, John Jitsu here, accompanied by... Iki, aka <laughs> Nutella. Aka Nutella, yeah. aka Haish. Yeah. Um, and yeah guys, we thought it'd be a really cool idea to uh, start a podcast. The name of the podcast is Gelosophy, where basically Iki and I are going to be talking about the things that we always talk about, yeah. which is uh, jujitsu. Does that sound about right, Iki? Sounds about right, and it's uh, it's in a way it's about like jujitsu and how it 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 kind of reflects in every other aspect of aspect of life. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, there'll be a lot of times where Iki and I are talking about things. They happen to us in our life, things that we see in life, and uh, without fail, we always bring it back to jujitsu. Yeah. We we always find a way uh, to say, "Oh, this reminds me of that one time in jujitsu," or "This is what we've been working on in jujitsu." So we thought it'd be really cool to actually get this stuff recorded and see what you guys think. So, yeah, in, in a way, it's like a conversation. Hopefully, it's not just a conversation between us, but it's like you know, it's like we're all in the same room, whoever's listening. Exactly. Hi, mom. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think my mom wants to listen to this. Yeah, I think she listens to enough of it. If you're talking about jujitsu, right? Exactly. Yeah, man. We thought the first topic of the podcast would be us talking about how we got into jujitsu. Yep, that's about right. Uh, Inky, why don't you start us off? Yeah, I mean, like my story is pretty short. Like I was, uh, I was going through like depression. Now. Like it's like one year. Like my grandmother. No, sorry, my aunt, grandfather died, my aunt died, wow. straight up, like, one after the other. It's, like, less than three months in between. I was just, like, and then I came to live in the, in the UK, mm-hmm. kind of, like, also a little bit of, like, staying homesick. I was just so depressed. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I man, like, I thought there was something wrong with me. And one of my close friends, since, like, we're kids, he was doing jiu-jitsu for, like, a year and a half at this point. And it, I was like, bro, I think I'm going to go to the psychologist. It's like, fuck that shit. <laughs> go to Jiu-Jitsu, bro. Yeah. You'll be fine. He, like, he was preaching this like for months. Wow. He's like, no, just go to Jiu-Jitsu. Go to Jiu-Jitsu. Go to one class. I yeah. went to one class. And yeah, man, like, I fell in love. It was uh, straight away. Yeah. So you, you noticed like immediate Honestly, benefits? I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm lying. Uh-huh. I went to one class. And then, like, I, I called him, like, yeah, that was nice, and I really enjoyed it, but yeah. I wasn't as consistent. Yeah. And then, I went to one class with Luis. Yeah. Uh, like, the first time I went to no gi after being, like, three, six months in. Yeah. Not three months in, and it's like, I asked a question. Like, yeah. I didn't understand, and then he turns to me, and he's like, this is like, of course, you never come. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? <laughs> yeah. It's like my first time here. Like, yeah, yeah. But then, like, that made me want to go. And I'm like, I really wanted to go. Like, so I was like, nah, man, I'm going to go. I'm going to show. Yeah. So, yeah, like, anyway, so that was, that was my story with Jiu Jitsu. And 
honestly it helped me a lot dealing like with my anxiety yeah um with just like a feeling like a lot of i guess pressure uh, definitely i emotional mean emotional i think being cool i think that jujitsu is one of those things where i think a lot of people would benefit from uh things like meditation for example uh, but we don't necessarily know how to meditate the correct way. And so jujitsu is one of those things where uh, you're kind of forced to meditate for those yeah. times that you're at jujitsu. You're not thinking about the other stressors in your life. You're not thinking about the things that, that cause you trouble. Yeah. You're focused on what you're doing. You're so present. You're, you're there. It's a beautiful thing, really. Yeah, and it's like as much as it's physical, it's also very like emotional because it's like you're expressing yourself with your whole body like, yeah. you know like it's like uh yeah but enough of me you know how, how did you get into this my favorite story of all time yeah i mean my story is not as let's say emotional but it's kind of funny to be honest with you um i was a kid in high school uh growing up in florida and uh, there were a few guys at my high school that were kind of seen as like the bullies uh, shout out to those bullies if you ever happen to listen to this uh, podcast. Because in reality, I wouldn't be afraid of you anymore. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, you know, I used to go to a bunch of house parties in high school, and these bullies would show up, and they wouldn't necessarily, you know, hurt anyone, but mm-hmm. they would kind of stand around like intimidating people, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was one time where I was standing with my friend Arthur. Mm-hmm. Um, and Arthur turned to me and he said, I could beat up those guys. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking in my mind, like, way, like how big are these bullies? Like, they're pretty big. They, they're yeah. all on the football team. That's yeah. American football for our English listeners. Um, how old were you guys? I, I was like 17 at yeah. this time. Yeah. Uh, so I was a junior in mm-hmm. American high school, which is yeah. like third year out of the fourth year. But, um, and he turns to me and he's like, oh, I could easily beat up those guys. Mind you, Arthur is like a pretty small guy. Yeah. And I, I turned to Arthur and I, I said, what is wrong with you? Like, what, what makes you think that you could stand a chance against these guys? And they were big guys, to be fair. Um, and he turns to me and he goes, I do Brazilian jiu-jitsu. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, that's like, you know, saying, oh, I... I do karate, I do taekwondo, I do kung fu, you know, all these things that you've heard are like kind of, eh, sure, okay, that's fine, that works in your dojo, but yeah. what makes you think that this would help you against these really big football players? And he says to me, he's like, trust me, come train uh, with us, I train at this gym down the road, and uh, you'll see what I mean. And so, of course, I was intrigued. I was in high school, and I, I begged my mom, I said, mom, please take me to this jiu-jitsu gym. Uh, and so, you know, the Monday rolls around and I go with my mom. I'm super embarrassed to be going into this pretty tough gym with all these guys sparring and I'm there with my mom <laughs> my mom's mm. taking me to sign up. But anyway, uh, I end up signing up and mind you, Arthur never came to a training session. I, ne- I never <laughs> saw him again training. I saw him at school and I would always ask him, you know, when are you going to come train? When are you going to come training? Always had some excuse. But, uh, yeah, I did that first training session. I got choked so many times yeah. by guys much smaller than me, even 17-year-old John. Um, and I was hooked on it. And that was my, my journey. Luckily, I never had to face those bullies. 
and uh, I still don't think Arthur ever trained again. That's crazy, man. Like, so, that's 2006. That's, uh, must have been 2008. 2008. Shit. So, I've been in the rap game for years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, fun. Yeah. But, you know, unfortunately, jujitsu wasn't always consistent in my life. Yeah. But it's always been a part of my life, if that makes any sense. It's always been something that I've been able to come back to especially especially like as you said when times are tough i think jiu-jitsu is so amazing because it's always a place you can go to relieve your stress you're always going to be surrounded by amazing people yeah people who you wouldn't necessarily be friends with if it wasn't for jiu-jitsu yeah. so it's like an anchor like a mm. almost like a i was watching this uh, interview with a rapper that yeah like, <laughs> like one of my favorite rappers they're talking about like how when they're touring they never stop in the same place. Yeah. They're always moving. And it's like, man, if I don't have, like, Eddie says, like, he doesn't buy coffee out for breakfast. Yeah. He makes his own coffee, like, and he makes it the same way every single time. Mm. So that, like, even though they're on the road, it kind of anchors him to something that's like, okay, um, something that reminds him of home, like, keeps, like, a structure, like, a, like almost like a morning ritual. Yeah. Yeah, jiu-jitsu is like a ritual, I guess, that, like, anchors emotions in a weird way right definitely you know it's like no matter how bad your day is um you know there's always a place to go a, a yeah. thing to do it's it's you can always look forward to that moment that you train again yeah. <laughs> am i boring you oh my god oh, I mean, yeah. my, <laughs> my story wasn't that good but no i don't really i did yeah. that's sleepy nice. okay. but on the other note, mm. um, we're trying to keep this one short, like, you know, trying to dip our feet, not, how do you say it? Like, yeah, dip our feet in the pond. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, um, you know what, it's, what I think about, it's, uh, literally, guys, we wrote topics, and, like, I'm forgetting what is the next topic, and I was trying to segue to it, Yeah. and it's like, uh, it didn't go that smooth. What's that topic, Scott? <laughs> I think, so, let's see, we, we talked about why... We want to start this podcast. Yeah. We talked about how we got into jiu-jitsu. Um, let's talk about a little bit about where we want this podcast podcast to go. Like, what yeah. can the people who are listening uh, look forward to? I know you have a lot of great ideas. Yeah. So, what do you think? I mean, the way the way we see it, it's like um, it's like a companion, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, it's also like it's it's a journey we are going through it, and we want to share that with people. But we want it to be viable, right? In a way that we we are gonna bring guests uh, from jiu-jitsu, uh, people that have been training for years and how jiu-jitsu impacted their life. Uh, ask them about training ideas and concepts, blah blah. But most importantly, this podcast is not so much about technique, but it's more about how jiu-jitsu relates to life. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean. I think that's really cool, and also, we really hope to bring some some really valuable guests onto the podcast. You know, like our Professor Louise has an amazing story that we'd love for him to be able to share uh, with everybody, and just kind of give him and guests like Louise the platform to kind of talk about what they find amazing about Jiu-Jitsu, um, because we're, we're lucky enough to train at one of the best gyms in the world, yeah. and we get to meet all of these super, super cool people. But uh, 
a lot of times, you know, we're, we're training, we only have five, 10 minutes to talk with them after training. Yeah. It'd be cool to just be able to sit down with them and have like a real honest conversation about jujitsu. It's crazy, man. Last year alone, I met three world champions. It's yeah. like preposterous. Yeah, not many gyms can say that they've got such amazing people just rolling through casually. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, man, it's like, uh, it's, it's like, it's very inspirational, right? Like, and yeah, I guess this is like one of, this is the Oprah of Jiu-Jitsu podcast, guys. Oprah's, Oprah's pretty good. You know what I mean? Yeah, so Oprah, Deepak Chopra, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) We won't be giving out any free cars or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe a book club, maybe, yeah. maybe. But uh, uh, you know what I wanted to talk about? Let's yeah. let's backtrack a little bit um, yeah. and maybe share some funny stories. Um, How did you get your name, John Jitsu? Oh, that's not a funny story though. Yeah. Like I can talk about that, yeah. but it's kind of along the same lines as to what I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Can you talk about like the first time you walked into London Fight Factory? What was that like? Like okay, first time meeting Louise. I'd say, no, I want say, like, I think, like, the first, like, huge highlight of, yeah. like, our, our life. So, it was, like, so, I I just moved from beginner to intermediate, and yeah. that's the class that he gave. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was sparring with someone. It was no gi. Mm-hmm. That's how I got, like, my name. Like, I was sparring with someone, and I tapped to pressure. Yeah. So, he calls me to the side, like, hey, uh, come here. <laughs> I need to talk to you. So, One of the deadly sins in jiu-jitsu. Tapping to pressure. Exactly. Go on. And so I was like, um, uh, you know, this like because I speak Portuguese, that's my first language, but it's not Brazilian Portuguese, so some of the expressions are a little bit different. But then there was like this big trend going on in Brazil about Nutella and Raiz. I didn't know. Yeah. But he goes, Do you know what is Nutella? I was like, uh, yeah. He's <laughs> like, Do you know what is Raiz? I was like, Yeah, I was like, it's like, what makes raiz? Raiz means roots. And it's like, do you know what makes the root hard? Uh, what makes the root the root? It's like, yeah, the root is hard. It's like, yeah, my friend, you're the opposite. You are Nutella. <laughs> and until the day you start becoming hard, I'll call you Nutella forever. Oh, so, that's hilarious. Yeah, that, that, was, uh, that, was, that was like a, a small highlight, but it's like a... Yeah, like, uh, after all, like, I think from our coach, one of the things that you learn is, like, uh, you know, like how, like, the stereotypical, you look at someone who's a fighter, kind of yeah. like, uh, not such a big smiley face all the time. Yeah. But, like, uh, in a weird way, it's like a very inspirational person, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I had a pretty similar story with Louise. <laughs> uh, maybe a little, little worse, actually. Our first time meeting, uh, I was training like you said, in the, the non-beginners class. And um, we were doing some type of drill from half guard or something. Yeah. And I thought I'd be a little cheeky, as they say in the UK, and uh, try to sweep the guy. But it had nothing to do with the drill. I was just being, trying to be fancy, trying to make a small name for myself at the gym. You know, like, oh, this guy's okay. Um, and we saw that I was doing this, that I wasn't, uh, you know, following the drill to the T, the way he would have liked. And he comes over to me and he says, you know, what did I tell you to do? And I said, oh, sorry, this just the drill, just the drill. And he's like, what were you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm really sorry. I was, I was doing the sweep. And he had the timer in his hand. Um, and he says, if I ever see you do that again, 
I'm going to take this timer and for, I'll keep it PG, but he said, I'm going to stick it where the sun doesn't shine. You know what I mean? Uh, and that was my first introduction to Louise. I'd never met him that before. That was like your first The class. first thing. That's the first thing he ever said to me. <laughs> and uh, that was the beginning of a beautiful relationship. Yeah. So, uh, no, it's amazing. Actually, like, uh, another thing that it's like a big plus on this podcast is like, I was, I was talking, um, I was talking with someone that I work with mm. and, uh, so I, I'm like into film yeah. and uh, we we're talking about the different departments and for me, it's like I rank everything by belt in yeah. terms of my skill level. I was like, oh, you know, like writing, I'm a blue belt, uh, sound, I'm a purple belt. And yeah. it's like, it's like, oh, that is interesting. And that's kind of like the way we also approach learning, which yeah. is like a big part of life. Like I think we think that it seems like once you finish school, you never have to learn again, but yeah. every single step and every single area of your life, you have to keep learning all the time, right? Definitely. So one of the things that we also want to bring to the podcast is this aspect of learning, but also through the lens of Jiu-Jitsu. Like uh, sometimes you're doing something and you don't even, it's like, I mean, in Jiu-Jitsu, if you're fighting against a purple belt and you're a white belt, and you don't tap, uh, not that you don't tap, but you manage to, to survive. To survive, that's a success, right? Yeah, success. And as you progress, you eventually have to be able to submit him, right? Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of like how we approach a lot of other parts of learning other skills. So one of the things that John is actually happening right now is to speak Portuguese, and we applying the same concept. Not just to that, but to other things. And this is a big part of this podcast is looking through the eyes, through the through, through life and through learning through the land with the lens of jujitsu. So yeah, bro. One segment we want to introduce here in the podcast is sharing a Portuguese lesson. Uh yeah, and but first, what belt are you in Portuguese? Yeah, I that's that's funny that you asked that. Someone actually asked me that question yeah. earlier, but from a different lens. You know, I was in the gym earlier today, yeah. and someone said, "Oh wow, your Portuguese is getting so good. How did you how did you learn Portuguese?" Yeah. And when he said, "Oh, my Portuguese is so good," I was like, "Well, you know, I think realistically, maybe my Portuguese is like a five out of ten, and that's just a scale that I can use with like everyday people who don't do jujitsu." Yeah. But then I looked to Louise and I said. Would you say my uh, Portuguese is like a 5 out of 10? And he looked at me and said, I'd say that your Portuguese is like a really tough blue belt or like a, you know, brand new purple wow. belt. And it's just, it's so cool because we have this new like measure yeah. for the way, how good something is or, yeah. or where you need to improve. You know, you and I both understand what it means to be like a tough blue belt. Yeah. Um, everybody at our gym, if you said yeah. to them, oh, my Portuguese is like a tough blue belt. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, wow, that's pretty good. Like, clearly, I'm not a black belt. Yeah. Uh, clearly, I'm not a purple belt, but I'm a tough blue belt, it's which is like a level of respect. And yeah. it actually made me feel better than if Louise were to be like, oh, he's a five out of ten. Like, eh, yeah, yeah, tough yeah. blue belt sounds a lot better to me. And it's a scale we all understand. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, segueing from my thank you for that Portuguese plug. <laughs> there, uh, yes, I am working on my Portuguese. Um, and... Iki and I thought it would be really cool, uh, A, because Niki, Iki is a native Portuguese speaker, and I'm a tough blue belt in Portuguese, if we shared with you guys um, 
some words that you may hear in the gym quite often and have always wondered what they mean. Yeah. I actually get this a lot. Uh, you know, Louise or someone will be saying something in Portuguese and someone will come up to me and say, what, what does that even mean? I hear that all the time, but I have no idea what it means. And as a native English speaker, I find Portuguese is one of those languages that context is everything. Yeah. Like, uh, when you say certain words, it can mean something completely different depending on the way something yeah. was said. Uh, should we start off with that first word? Should exactly. We... I think you should say because it sounds more Brazilian to me. My Portuguese sounds like more like it's from Portugal. Okay. Um, and again, guys, my pronunciation is not <laughs> not the gospel. I'm just a tough blue belt, but I'll try my best to help everyone out. Yeah. So the first word that I'm sure every listener of this podcast, if you've been training in our gym, has heard a thousand times is caralho. Um, so I think Iki, also, if there are any children listening, please turn the podcast off right now. Exactly. This is not, this is the part where the PG-13 is thrown out the window. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's why we saved this to the end, because carayo is not the the most uh, <laughs> polite of words, but it's it's what you hear, and it, it is what it is. So we thought we'd help you out with what it means and how to use it. Exactly. So, carayo means literally a penis. But... <laughs> But uh, on the other note, it can actually mean like uh, it's like a, it's like it can mean so many things. Like let's say for example, you're walking in your banana your banana for lunch falls <laughs> on the floor. You're like ah, oh, got eyes. It's like oh shit. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, so I hear it in two main contexts. Yeah, yeah, and okay. Correct, correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. So just exactly what you just described, some like feeling of um it, frustration. If I were to compare it to an English word, it would actually be fuck. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I yeah. just dropped my banana or I dropped my lunch, whatever. But then, at the same time, it's used in a sort of like, I'm surprised, I'm shocked. Yeah. Like, oh, Iki just walks into the room with his brand new belt. Oh, carayu? Yeah, exactly. So it's like, let's say it can be like very aggressive. Like, carayu. Like, you can literally say that to someone. Yeah. Like, you know, like, you don't really like them. But, yeah, if I walk in and I'm a blue belt and you went out for a trip and you just come back and you see me as a blue belt, you're like, God, you? You know, it's like, totally <laughs> completely different. Exactly. So, you're you're going to hear it in two main contexts, I'd say. When somebody's, like, upset about something, something bad went happen, ah, God, Or, like, you did something amazing. And people are like, oh, God, would you yeah. agree with that? Yeah, that sounded about right. But for the most part, I think it's used as a as a derogative term. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think the derogative term part of it still wins in terms <laughs> of like in terms of like how often people use it. But now you have an idea. It's like it's either something good depending on the tone, which is rare. But yeah, you didn't do something good if you hear the word Exactly. Yeah. Um, that to be honest with you, that was like probably one of the first five words I learned mm-hmm. in Portuguese. Actually, you know what's funny? In Portuguese, people words people learn. Caralho, puta, um, porra, porra, um, what? Like in general, like mm-hmm. just in general, like things are Portuguese. Like, yeah, I mean like bolia and stuff, but mm-hmm. other than that, caralho, puta, porra. I think those are like the 
like, because you know, like when you learn a new language, you usually learn um, a swear word. Yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, when you learn jujitsu. As a beginner, you're already looking up at videos for leg locks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Well, I hope we were able to give the listeners a leg lock for today. A Portuguese leg lock, if you will. Yeah, you know, anytime. Like, people don't see it coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You don't pass the guard. Just, God, I Yeah. So, that was a little sample of what we wanted to do with, uh, with language as well. I mean, I think that learning Portuguese has actually helped me along my jiu-jitsu journey. It's, it, it's allowed me to connect a little bit more with like the culture surrounding jiu-jitsu. And for all of us YouTube warriors who love to watch jiu-jitsu yeah. videos, there's a whole new world of jiu-jitsu videos in Portuguese that yeah. us English speakers will never get to experience if yeah. you don't learn Portuguese. So, uh, yeah, but you don't have to learn Portuguese. Not today. Yeah, I mean, like I hope also like this, like for example, this, mindset of thinking of belt in, in belt orders or something like that to learning and like taking baby steps yeah. kind of shines oh it's like it's 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 a reflect it's reflected here in the podcast yes yeah totally cool uh shall we wrap it up i'm, yeah. I'm very surprised we actually made it a whole 25 minutes holy moly macaroni so if, if you guys have made it to the end of this podcast we really thank you because I can't think of many people that want to listen to us yeah. talk for 25 minutes. Yeah, really much appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay, uh, guys, thank you for listening to the first episode of Philosophy. As they say in Portuguese, falou. Yeah, falou.